Aloha. Aloha. Ha. Welcome to Wisdom Dialogue with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary. (laughs) 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 On the big island of Hawaii. Yes. So, this one is called Detachment. There seems to be this idea that you're the one doing the thinking. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's so much thinking. <laughs> what is this thinking? Uh, you're, not, you're not doing the thinking. All that thinking is the ego thinking. Like, all, like you know, this is the ego's world. Like, even, even, when, um, even when I share with you in wisdom dialogues, like, using words or using the ego's world, you know, just using words. You don't need words to demonstrate what's true. You don't really need words, but you, you know, using words for pointing to the teacher can be helpful, you know, depending on, you know, how you're using it. You know, if you're, if if you, that's what you want. If you want the freedom that's being pointing, being, uh, pointed to here, um, that you're being guided towards, if you want that more than you want things in the world, see, that's the thing. Uh, If you think you want things in the world, that's identification with that one that you think you are. That's one who made up the guilty concept. You know, that's not who you are. You just identify as that. So... um, you know, it was really coming to me a lot this week about the detachment. I see the mind playing out like, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, maybe I'll do less of that. Maybe I'll do some of this. I watch that play out, but I know that it's not me. So I don't have to get, I don't have to do anything about it. It's just playing out on its own. But it's when people get uh, entangled with stuff like that, you know, um, like the, the ego is constantly calculating stuff like, you know, uh, how, how much money did I spend? Um, how much do I weigh? How many calories did I have? How much sugar did I eat today? Or when's the last time I ate sugar? Or how much did I smoke? You know, did I do my yoga? It's like all like about that kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with it or anything. It's just playing out. You don't have to be uh, like embroiled in it. And as you're watching it play out, you know, that's really, when you're watching it with that detachment, that's undoing the world. And it's like, okay, you know, it's important to know if you, if your goal is, uh, is heaven, let's say, your goal is, you could say it's unity, perfect love. If that's your goal, which it is, I mean, before you know it, yeah, before you know it, it's already your goal. It's just that you think you have other goals. Because you think that thinking mind is yourself, but it's not, you know, and, you know, and and it's, and, and it's the way you're seeing it. It's not really like thinking is not really the, the correct term to to use because it's the way you're taking it. 
it's not really a thought the way you're taking it it's beyond thought like it's who you are is taking it a certain way you're learning a certain lesson from everything that you perceive including all of the thoughts that you perceive you're either learning the lesson of truth or you're learning the lesson of the ego and that's a choice that you're making okay so when you have a perception of yourself look every thought that you think or you think you think that you identify with uh, have ever identified with and you're identifying with a shitload of thought to be able to prop up a body, a body that's apparently like been through a life process so you could even tell visually like about what age it is and shit like that you have to prop that thing up with thoughts um, you know, uh, I heard that all the muscle tension in the body, according to, you know, someone who's in that field, comes from the brain. Okay, like all the muscle, muscle tension comes from the brain. Well, here's the thing. The brain is in the mind. So it's like all of the information is coming from the mind to every aspect, every being that's represented in the body. All those different cells and all the bacteria and everything right and it's reporting to the brain you know and it's making tensions making illusions of tension it's like um all coming from this sense that we you know the world is threatening or we need and we need to get something we need to get something in the world it's like we want to get the pleasure we want to avoid the pain in the world we're always looking for the comfort we want to avoid anything difficult right mm -hmm. and you know that's not an that's not anything that's a problem that's the way it's wired mm -hmm. so you can be relaxed about that you don't have to identify with it and by relaxed about it it's only in the mind because remember the mind is what's really telling uh t telling itself to make a body contract like with tension mm -hmm. a lot of people have nervousness anxiety stuff like that it's all the same thing it's all it's it's all just identifying with what it is that we have a perception that we are that thing that we made is uh it is a liar basically <coughs> it's a deception it's not bad you know like i said before what you made it's only capable of reflecting your love or condemnation so you either hold it what you made with love or condemnation <clears throat> and when you're holding it with love you don't mind the different things it's, it seems to be going through one of my friends told me that her spiritual teacher told told her that she was addicted to marijuana and she, she didn't get off marijuana that she was never going to wake up mm. okay and you know uh, that's that's awesome that that's awesome when the person do, actually doesn't want to wake up from the dream mm -hmm. okay that now to a lot of people and you know what most people are interested in is waking up in the dream to where they can manifest what they think they want that is a particular stage in awakening mm -hmm. so it has a place it has a place in awakening but this particular person who told me the story she was going you know i could tell she was ready for more i'm like you're ready for so much more than that you know who gives a shit what your habit is who would care who would care about that it's that voice that you're identifying with that makes addiction real to you 
Why is there a question? Why is there even a question about what it is that you seem to do? Who would care if the purpose is to release you from suffering? The purpose of everything you think you do is to release you from suffering. So who's questioning that? Who's laying a question about it? Also, who's hiding it? Who thinks it needs to hide it from other people? See? That doesn't mean you have to be going around telling everyone all your secrets. It's an internal thing where you're not afraid. See? If the secrets need to be told, they can be told. You know, it's like, uh, like that's what allows me to share uh, without holding things back. Because if there needs to be a personal story told, it's just told. There's not a question about it. You know, uh, uh, there's not like a, a, an attempt to get some superiority, superiority based on what the habits are. That's silly. That's a meaningless thing. There's a, and you know, there is a place for it. You know, just like the Buddha and the Buddha's teaching, the elementary Buddha teachings are all about this aesthetic stuff that you're supposed to do, right? At a stage, this kind of stuff is necessary. It's like people are at a certain stage in their, um, uh, their mind's development, their, their learning. Let's say they're learning. Um, about who they are. And that's what fits in with their mind state at the present time. Not everyone can take that. They can't take that. I've had, uh, I've had one guy run away from me when I told him there was no such thing as addiction. He actually ran away. <laughs> ran the fuck out of there. Uh. And could not take that, that someone would be saying something like that. He's yeah, like, I'm an addict. I'm an addict. And see, here's the thing. You, since you can only be addicted to thought, you can get the perception that you were really strong and you overcame all of the things that you thought were addictive to you. But the thing is, you cannot change the fact that you're addicted to thought without addressing that. You have to address that fact. See, it, it doesn't matter. It'll just give you a sense of su superiority. You could die with a sense of, get the perception that you died with a sense of superiority. <laughs> right? And, 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 but you stopped yourself from learning because you thought that the goal of learning was to prevent you from having your addictions. And here's the thing. You're striving to try to make yourself into a spiritual self-image is the addiction. There's nothing about yourself that needs to be improved. Uh, it's like, you need to be cared for. Okay, you need to be cared for um, in this world, let's say, with all the thoughts that say what uh, treacherous being you are. You need to be cared for. Because all those things that are being said by the maker of guilt, your mind takes to be about you. And you suffer over it. So, 
to get release from it, it's only watching what the mind is saying and knowing that's not about you. If you're, if you don't know it, ask, show me that's not about me. Anything that feels bad, it's not about you. You know, these fluctuations come where it seems like something's wrong. It feels like something's wrong. And the mind immediately goes out to find something that's wrong. Either something's wrong in the world or something's wrong with you. Something needs to change. Something needs to shift. But it's all pointed at the world. All that needs to shift is your view of yourself. Looking at that image, which is all the, all the thoughts that you think are your thoughts, all the memories, all the things that make up the individual that you take yourself to be, all those things are propped up to block your sight of what's here. And there's not, uh, there's not many of us, there's only one of us. Through the thought of separation, each of us made many of us. By using the thought of separation, we made an illusion of many, but there's still only one of us. That's why we can't do anything to one another without each other's authority. It only looks like that. And the, and, and, and the illusion is very convincing. You know, so many times people ask me, well, what about babies? And, you know, you, it's like, it's confusing because a baby is in this body that's really soft. It hasn't become hard yet with thoughts of this world. Still the baby, uh, to form a body around itself, you could say, <laughs> you know, around the, around the concept of itself, right, uh, made it, it it's, that's a powerful manifester that's a powerful mind that thinks it's separate manifesting an illusion of a baby body and then manifesting illusions in some cases where the baby body is actually like abused you know it's it, it you know and people take this in a weird way because people take it in a way like well what if you saw a baby being abused what did, would you do something about it and it's like i'm not even talking about that level that level takes care of itself. There's no advice. That level automatically takes care of itself. You find out what you do when you perceive yourself doing it, but you have no will in that. There's no, you're not in that. When you get the perception of yourself doing something, then you get a, you, you get a choice. You have a choice there between believing that's you or trusting in what the truth is. Okay, so, you know, either way, whether you perceive yourself doing something awesome and you, you identify with that, you're setting yourself up. You're going to feel really good about yourself in an egoic way and you're setting yourself up for a crash. You know, you're going to be, uh, the more you're proud of yourself, the more you're disappointed in yourself. That's how that works. You know, there's, it's just polarities going back and forth. And that's what people, you know, people use this in marketing all the time. You know, you see it in ads and stuff. It's like all this improvement, improve yourself, improve yourself. Yeah, come on, you can get committed and lose 50 pounds in a week. 
<laughs> I've seen some amazing claims, actually. Like right outside of, of wow. like fitness places. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of weight. <laughs> They're like talking about like, that's the fast track. Are they talking about like getting some liposuction or what? <laughs> it's really fun. You're, we're going to work your ass off, but you're going to lose some weight. You know, you're, you have something that uh, is deficient and you need to improve it. And, you know, like, like, it's great for me because my image is wired, I think, more than a lot of people in my perception um, to be self-critical, you know? And I just think it's fun. <laughs> it's naturally wired to be self-critical. And it's like, oh, it, and, and it's, just, it's just okay with me. You know, that's, that's just okay with me. It's not like I have to fight it. I like I have to battle it. It's not like, oh, don't be so self-critical. It's just okay. There's not a reaction. Uh, there's not a reaction to being self-critical anymore. There's not a reaction as if the self-criticism is meaningful, and somehow I'm deficient. And there's not a reaction in I want to stop being self-critical. That's the only time you're going to struggle over something. The ego struggles, not you. The ego is going to struggle over self-criticism on one polarity or the other. Either the ego is going to struggle on self-criticism because it believes the self-criticism and it wants you to get better. And if you identify with that, you suffer, basically. If you identify with that thought, you suffer. And the ego is going to identify with self-criticism on the other side, as in the self-criticism is not something that's good and you've got to try to fix that. That's a struggle. That's what's a, you know, described as a struggle. Okay. So um, I made a post the other day and one of my friends asked me, or she didn't ask me, but she told me she would really like to understand this. She would love to understand this. So I'm just going to kind of break it down. Um, I'm guessing that a lot of the times when I write something, people do not understand what the fuck I'm saying, <laughs> even though I get it perfectly well. It makes complete fucking sense to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have written it. I'm not trying to confuse the peeps. Okay. <laughs> no one is qualified to pass judgment on themselves, other people, or anything at all. No one is qualified to do that. Unless their mind is completely devoid of guilt. Mm. See, how would you be qualified to pass any judgment regarding guilt and innocence unless you yourself were the do devoid of guilt? How? Okay. Nor is a guilty mind capable of judgment. That's the other part of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not even capable of it. All right. Uh, while the guilty can pass illusory judgments and make them into their own reality, mm -hmm. meaningless judgments will always be meaningless in truth. Mm -hmm. Judgment by a guiltless mind is the only judgment that's possible because guilt itself has no meaning and neither does its maker. So uh, this particular friend um, told me recently when I said something about guilt, she's like, whoa, 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 I never heard of that. 
Uh, so, you know, this would be weird. I never even heard of that. I, you know, I can see that. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, what the fuck? That just kind of sounded offensive. <laughs> you know, it kind of sounded like something I didn't want to hear. Mm. You know, so I get that. So basically, if there is guilt in your mind, let's say, uh, how did, how's a bet, what's a better way to say that? If you took yourself as if you were guilty and you're still secretly believing that, you're propping up a body that seems to have a world. <laughs> okay. So basically that's the guilty part, the guilty thought. This is the foundation of guilt. This is the ego's world. This is the ego's body. This is the ego's world. Okay. Um, and because you believe in what you've made of this, because you believe in what you've made of yourself and what you've made of the world, you think that you're capable of judging. You think you're capable of saying that that person over there um, shouldn't be taking a vaccine, let's say. You think you're capable of saying that that person shouldn't be coughing their COVID all over that person. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you think you're capable of judging that that person shouldn't be murdering those babies. Let's say that. Uh, you, you, really, uh, you think you're capable of judgment. You see, you think you see something you don't. You don't see. You perceive. That's different. The perception is the effect of judgment. So then, you, you know, what judges the perception is itself a fucking perception. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's got no, it, it, and it's got no valid, validity to it. All that does is perpetuate perceiving. Okay. So it's not like you should not judge. It's that you cannot judge. And when you recognize that you cannot judge, you won't identify with judging because it's only in, in identifying with judgment that you hurt yourself, you harm yourself. Okay. Now, you can pretend to pass judgments all day long and make them real to yourself. And what the effect will be of that is that, you, is that the world will demonstrate that your judgments are true. So you'll be, you'll be validated, validated, validated. You'll be validated on that. Okay. Um, also, uh, you're going to feel guilty. And you're going to think it's for different things that you had a perception of in the world. You're going to think maybe back then, uh, 20 years ago, if you would have just made a better choice at this point in your life, you'd be so much better off at this time. Like maybe if you would have taken that investment tip or, you know, uh, you would have had that abortion or maybe you wouldn't have had that abortion. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have different ideas. Uh, nice pants. You got some new pants that I haven't seen. Three bucks. Sweet. I'm glad there were three bucks. Free. Mm. Three bucks. Oh, I thought you said three bucks. <laughs> three bucks. That's it even better. Similar. Three bucks. And they're so gorgeous and they match you perfectly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you for the coconut. Ah, what a relief. And thanks for that cut. I love the commercial cut. <laughs> <laughs> you are worthy. <laughs> You're such a blessing. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> I was just in the middle of breaking down a post that I had. Um, I don't know if you saw it. It was the one about judgment, about how you're not capable of passing judgment. 
Um, and, and you, you know, and, and really like, even if you were, would a, would a mind that took itself to be guilty be capable of passing judgment? <laughs> you know, uh, so, so as, as an illusion and at, you know, the ego is the, is the mind that you're identifying with when you identify yourself as an illusion as an illusion, and you are identified as an illusion if you think you can pass judgment, like between guilt and innocence, okay? Like as long as you are identified with a body, uh, meaning that you think you see other bodies through your body's eyes, okay? If it looks like that, uh, all right? If it looks like that, you are not capable of judgment. Even your judgment for innocence isn't real and true because of the guilty self-concept. See, it's like you can will for innocence, you can will for it, but you tend to believe what you think you see. So if you think someone is, is, has trespassed you, say, you know, you're like Bob Shine and you got the perception that someone clocked you in the head with a gun last week while you were just trying to hitch a ride mm-hmm. <laughs> and left wow. you bloody on the side of the road, you know, uh, you, you, you know, and you, your mind takes that to be true. If it didn't, it wouldn't be manifesting symptoms of it as in a bruise and blood rushing down your fucking face. Mm-hmm. See? So if you're getting that perception it's as if it did happen to your mind. So the forgiveness comes from uh, the, uh, what, doesn't, what doesn't perceive, that which doesn't perceive through the perceiving mind. See? So it's, a, it's like disidentifying. And the title of this talk is detachment. So it's like detaching from the sense that there is someone and you. That's the thing we're, we're seeing more and more is there's not someone and you. There's only one of us. So you actually uh, get, the, get the perception, um, the deep understanding and awareness that that perception was only a dream. Perception is only a dream. And you, and you wake up to that more and more. But the thing is, you're waking up in a dream. So that means you're waking up in consciousness, right? Or as consciousness. Let's say as consciousness. You're not really in it, any, in it at all. Um, you're waking up as consciousness. And consciousness has levels, okay? As consciousness, you can't know the ultimate truth. You cannot know as consciousness because there's levels in consciousness. So that says right there, it's not the ultimate truth. Okay, all you can do is allow this association, this attachment and, uh, and, and identification with a body. As that, is, as that identification is released, then all of the, all of the tension, the, the restrictiveness that you give yourself to realizing this is a dream. There's major fear to realizing this is a dream. There's a major defense set up so that you don't know. So it's like remove, watch, watch how all day long, and you know, we're pretty social in Pune. You know, we're hanging out with people a lot, right? So watch how all day long thoughts of people arise in your mind. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just watch that. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it or not, 
But those thoughts of all the people that arise in your mind, as you get a thought about them, it's not about them at all. It's totally about you. It's all about you. You know, and if you think that person uh, doesn't like, doesn't feel good, maybe you said they got dark energy. Maybe you think the person has dark energy. That's like saying, I don't like myself when I get the perception of that person. Mm. Something about the perception of that person triggers this dislike within myself. Mm. That's like, hooray. It doesn't mean you have to hang out with a person. You know, it's like, don't tempt the ego on that. I've been like that so many times. It's been the funniest fucking thing. Oh, that person doesn't like me. I'm going over there and I'm going to be all up in their fucking face because they don't like me. In fact, you know what? I'm going to go to their retreat. <laughs> be at their retreat. The funniest thing, I got the, I got the best lesson. It was kind of early on. It was probably like 2012. Um, I got the best lesson because I showed up at this retreat and this person obviously did not like me, did not, was not interested in anything I had to say. It was like <laughs> repulsive to the person. And I, and I, and I, you know, I think the retreat is kind of like elementary, like not the kind of retreat that's like for me, you know what I mean? So I'm like, but I'm like, you know, I'm driven and don't realize why I'm driven. It's like not realizing what I'm driven, what I'm being driven by, you know what I mean? And, and the, and the funny thing is for one, I, I end up being, uh, pregnant and getting like really uh really like extreme kind symptoms too <laughs> and also um and so ridiculously unable I thought I was so sick I thought I was so sick that I couldn't like go and continue the retreat I had to call my husband my husband came over uh actually just called him to bring me water because I thought I would say and I'm like I saw him and it just reminded me of comfort and I said honey Take me home. <laughs> and then I get home and the you know, before I get home, my husband tells me in the car, he's like, well, honey, I'm going to tell you something right now. that's going to probably be a little bit upsetting. I want you to try to stay calm. <laughs> and then there was like a whole thing going on with my house, my house or my sister got her ass beat and she was bloody and there were babies and different things. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I just like saw this stuff arise. And it was like, whoa, it was all so intense. I was, the, the, the feeling sense was so intense. And, um, and, and, you know, there was like, it was just like such a good lesson. It's like, wow, what are you chasing? It was like, what in the world? <laughs> And just like drop it all. And, you know, it's so funny because the people with the retreat felt so bad. You know, I don't get any like cheap ticket or something like I get the most deluxe fucking thing on the retreat. You know, I got my own bungalow. I got all the goods. I got the full meal pass, everything, you know, and they're bummed out. They're going, they're going, Hey, uh, we want to, we want to try to, you know, you know, help you out and stuff like that. I'm like, no, you guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> you guys gave me exactly what I needed. That was exactly what I needed. Thank you. And that's the case for everything. I mean, everyone gives us exactly what we need. We lose sight of that um, because of this tendency to identify with the one that thinks it wants shit. The one that thinks it wants something else. Desire. You know, I think it's so cute and adorable when someone asks me how to manifest something. 
I think that's so sweet. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like the things that we think we want to manifest. You know, it's one thing if someone said, hey, Hope, show me how to manifest some sourdough bread. Okay, I just got better at that ever since I said that one and did it with Marina, actually. So I'm pretty good at it now. Yeah. <laughs> but if someone says, hey, Hope, how do I manifest my, my twin flame? Or financial abundance or something like that. And it's like, who fucking cares about that shit? <laughs> Why do you want to be in charge of that? That is basically your curriculum. Whatever it is that seems to be your life, where there's your, you know, whether you have a, a, a love interest or you have a certain career or you make a bunch of money or a little bit of money or anything like that, you know, that is your curriculum. Why do you want to be in charge of that shit? Why? See, there's no need for that. It's like, it, it don't, you know, it, don't use your mind like that unless you want to extend time. Because that's what it's going to do. It's going to extend time. And, you know, a lot of us think that we do want to extend time. They're like, Hope, what are you talking about? There's nothing beyond this. I promise, I promise, you guys are going to be ridiculously fucking stoked when you see what's beyond this. The idea that there's nothing beyond this is the ego's game. Oh, I want to keep this forever and ever. I identify with this thing that has fun with all these people. And I keep this. If you want to keep this game going, you're going to find ways to convince yourself that you're trying to awaken or open to awakening, but you're making a choice for keeping the illusion over and over and over again. The trappings are strong. You know, they're powerful. One of my friends asked me this morning, okay, fine. If I perceive lack of love, it's because I've been withholding love. Okay. What about if I want sex? If I crave sex and I go, that's the same. That's the same thing because see the, the craving for anything in this world is just a distraction. It's a replacement of the craving for home for you. That's all you really want. That's your desire. Whenever you think you want something in the world, whatever it is, it could be chocolate. It could be a spliff. Whenever you think you want something in the world, that's just a reflection of wanting home. Wanting to detach from this world and allow yourself to go home. So what I heard from someone who's in the scientific field regarding muscles and bodies and everything like that is that all muscle tension is from the mind. Like they put you under anesthesia and your foot can go to your head. They can easily bring your foot to your head. But you come off anesthesia and you're stiff. You guys, is this not obvious? That's crazy. Is it not obvious or making it all up? <laughs> wow. I mean, how many times are you going to see that before you go, I'm making this up? Wow. Not only am I making the limitations that I have the perception of in the body, I'm making all the limitations that I perceive in the world. That's why I love it when I get an irritated feeling. That's a limitation. That's, a, that's me getting a perception of a limitation that I don't like. 
So that feeling of irritation, that's like holy fire to me. That's like the opportunity for holy fire. Just a little feeling of, of irritation. I'll let it burn in me. That's what gives me what I desire. To me, that's the truly fulfilling. That's fulfillment. That gives me what I desire. It doesn't, it doesn't give me like a substitute for it. Mm. Oh, here. Here's a candy pacifier. Remember those candy pacifiers? Those are perfect, man. They got a sucker right here. They got a fucking pacifier thing. Give me that thing, you know? And here's the thing. If you find yourself apparently reaching for a vice, apparently, remember? It's not a problem. It only what's a problem is what you make of it. Because you use that to doubt yourself. You could be reaching for the apparent vibe. It could be sex. It could be a spliff. It could be a chocolate cake. Whatever it is, if you seem to be using that to help yourself feel better, if you seem to be using that thing to help yourself feel better, just acknowledge what it is you really want and what it is you're really missing. It's thinking that this is all there is. That's the ego's thought. The ego does not know you, does not know your reality beyond this world. It's thinking that this dreaming is all that is that keeps you guys afraid of death. Okay? There is no death. There's death for the ego who's annihilated by your seeing that it's just a thought. There's no death for you. By keeping you afraid of death, the ego keeps a stronghold on your mind. So it's kind of like you could say letting yourself die before the body's apparent death. And that's really the goal of a life. You know, it's, a, it's to let yourself die uh, to this ego self. You know, this, let this ego self pass away before the physical body passes away. That's when you don't need yet another life. Believe me, there's a strong attraction. I see it in everyone, including myself, to another life. What am I going to do in the next life? Maybe I'll be a snail. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I'll put my slime all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever the life is, it's the same. Because the life is, uh, the, uh, it's a false life. How could it be called life? Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. We call it life? Mm-hmm. We call it life. The time between a make-believe birth and a make-believe death, we call that life. Mm-hmm. How is that life? That's like an interval in delusion. It's not a life. Uh, that time span... That uncomfortable, awkward time span (laughs) is for something that's beyond what your ego thinks that you want. I mean, you would say, the ego thought I should move to Hawaii. Fucking fine. I don't have a problem with whatever it is the ego wants. And, you know, even back at that time, that was like 2009 through 2010, um, even back, back at that time, it was like really clear to me that I do not want this. I'm not the one who wants it. 
So whenever I would feel attached to the idea of living in Hawaii, I would allow myself to relax. Okay? And, and, the, and the way I can allow myself to re- relax is observing the tension. Observing that identif- identity with it. Tension, mental tension, is all that's causing the illusion of aging even. It's just mental tension. It's amazing. There is no need to age. There, there, there could be maturing without that, actually. There could actually be maturing without that. I mean, uh, take off all of the... Uh, all of the imagined time you spent in a body and you got nothing to show for it. (laughs) But we keep repeating the story over and over again, though, don't we? All this imagine, imaginary, and the thing is, we believe in it. Stories are fine. Stories are awesome. Stories are, I, I love stories for pointing to what's true. That's what I like to use them for. And for comedy, prefer, preferably together at the same time. <laughs> but we, get, we take these stories as, it's, as if they're true. And you could tell when you're taking them as true by the inflection in your voice. So, you know, here's one thing I like to pay really close attention to. For one thing, I'm really aware of my body's energy field. I'm really aware of this field. So I can sense how my voice feels to me. You know, I could feel its sensation like all over the whole body field. Through, I mean, past, even past what seems to be the border. I can sense my voice just going like this, like waves right? Like sound waves. I could feel the sound waves. So if you're tuned into how it feels to express what it feels like, you can know really fast when you're believing a story that you're telling because you have a certain tone about yourself. There's a certain tone to it. There's a certain vibration to that. And you can also sense another person's tone. And you know, I love uh, when I just sense a person, oh, yeah, sense a person being, being very triggered. You know, I sense a person coming across like, wow, they're very triggered. And just watching my reaction to that sense that there's a trigger. You know, just watching it. It's like their reaction is so valuable. Their reaction to you is so, so valuable because it shows you where your mind is at. You just watch that. It's like, oh, it's not like you have to, oh, I didn't, you know, the ego's like, I don't want to see that about myself. It's not like that though. You know, the ego is like identified like that. Like as if it's about yourself or something. It's not about yourself. It's just habitual stuff coming up. The mind is constantly dwelling at a certain frequency. The thoughts are automatically just going to a certain frequency. You guys notice that? 
It'll like automatically go to like, if you're like crunchy, you might not have a bank account. I don't know. I'm making that up, but I heard something about that. (laughs) Uh, It might be like how much money is just in your wallet right now. You know, your mind might just be going to like, oh, like something like that. How much money is in my wallet? Does my son love me? Or, you know, the mind is just like always going to some dwelling place that's not worthy of you. It's automatically being drawn to this dwelling place. Okay, so it's up to you to recognize where it's going and just just notice you don't have to pull it back. That one that thinks it has to pull it back, that's not even you. (laughs) I love that in yoga. they'll, They'll say, pull your mind back. And then you start pulling your mind back and you're like, fuck, it's a tug of war. Yeah. It keeps on going back that way, back that yeah. way. You know, uh, yeah, you just have to notice it. And then it co- you could say it comes back to you because you're not um, all stressed out about it. You know, it's just able to do that. Like even in yoga or whatever, it's just able to have its little fucking thing. But it's in your awareness. That's the difference. And you love it. You love it up. See, if you're not loving it up, if you're not grateful for the gifts it's giving to you, then you're fighting with it, which is fighting with yourself. It's not doing anything. Oh, my mind needs to be quieter. There's a thought. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is my mind quiet? Boy, my mind has been quiet for like 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, stillness. <laughs> you know, that's the thing that I'm talking about getting some detachment from. That's the thing I'm talking about. The thing that tells you to do better, to be still, to be, do this, do that. That's what I'm talking about. Get detachment from that thing. You're not any of those thoughts. You're not any of them. In a dream, what resonates for you, what resonates with your spirit is the whole thought system that's made just for you. But it's not worldly thoughts. It's not those worldly thoughts. Like about what you're going to do, the planning, the ruminating. Uh, none of that is, is like, uh, it has anything to actually do with you. That you're identifying with it causes stress. It's not the thought. It, the thought is fine. The thought is like, you know, it's like if you identify it, then it's something. Okay. None of them are benign because as soon as you say, oh, that's about me. Like, I should be more still. I should do more yoga. I should whatever. Stop eating sugar at night. I don't know. Stop flirting with all the girls. Stop trying to uh, make more money. Start trying to make more money. It's just not. It's it's just you know like right now you can have peace. That's where your these are the places your mind dwells. That's what I'm talking about. These thoughts make tension. Okay, they, they cause tension. And we've been basically causing ourselves tension thinking that we are what we're not. So, in a dream, you're viewing it. 
there's no will involved. Your will is not involved in the manifestation at all. Looks like it might be. Why'd you do that? Like, you know, you ask yourself, why'd you do that? Why'd you act like that? Why'd you answer like that? Why didn't you? And you identify with the thought. That's how you do it to yourself. The ego offers the thought and you identify with it. The ego offers worldly thoughts. It's okay. So I was talking with my friend the other day. She's, she likes to post on my Instagram. If you ever go to Awesome Oak Johnson on Instagram, all those posts where there's pretty pictures and something that I said, that's not me posting it, actually. That's a friend posting it for me. Um, her name is Goda. She, she used to always come to Wisdom Dialogues when she was around here. Um, and, you know, I was talking with her on the phone, and she lost the password. And I said, um, yeah. Uh, maybe don't post on Tuesday and Thursday because that's when I do my wisdom bit. I got that little five-minute thing. And, um, oh, wait a minute. Do you know if posting those other things would dilute wisdom bit? Um, I don't know. And I go, okay, just post whenever you want and let's see what happens. And she's like, whoa, whoa. And I was like, yeah, because I don't identify with any of it. So I could just change direction really fast. Uh, yeah. You know, it was just like, it'll just, and, and, you know, it's like I allow it to change direction because I don't identify with uh, okay, I'm going this way. No, now it's over here because this way feels better. It's just, and it's all in the, it's, it's all in the feeling sense because this is being done for you. Like even changing your mind and all that stuff, it's all being done for you. And it's in the feeling sense where you're allowing yourself to have that freedom. You can say it's in the mind. You're getting the feeling sense. You're noticing the feeling sense. You're noticing whenever you're trying to grip to anything. You're releasing the gripping. That allows you to flow smoothly. You don't have to hold to anything. Drop things easily that, aren't, that don't seem to be working. You know, they can just be dropped. You don't have to keep on going that way because you've got to be right. <laughs> so where I find, like, it difficult in my own life is not really gripping myself, but I can feel the gripping of others, you know, especially, like, my mom, if I'm in the car with her, my partner, and all that, and the wheels turning in the mind. Oh, so good. You know, and the, yeah. And it, like, I'm noticing my own body constricting mm -hmm. someone else, and I'm like, why can't they just relax? Yeah. And you go, like... Ah, oh, everybody seems to relax, and so I get a little bit triggered by yeah. other people's inability to relax. Yeah, so what you do is join them in not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> or at least okay. you try to. It's not really a joining, it's a projecting. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the thing is, that that is the attachment coming up for you. It's going to come up for you like that, because you perceive yourself as being this really relaxed thing. So, you know, your hidden self-belief is not relaxed. It's still propping up a, a body, right? Yeah. You're still propping up a body. So you have, to, you have to get the mirror reflection. That's mirror reflection for you. Uh, so, so all that's needed, and, and, you know, it's not like saying there's anything wrong with you at all. And that's how the ego likes to take this shit. But it's like, if you're perceiving a body, you need these mirror reactions. And, you know, it's like you just allow compassion for yourself. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not identifying with the thought that says it's them, see, I had this kind of come up for me just the other day with my husband. 
Because, you know, sometimes my husband goes like off, you know, I'll be in the car and I'll just be like going off the hook. Like something will be like really intense for him, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I get that, that kind of thing too. Like my mind will start racing like, man, what am I even doing with, in this car with this guy? I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then I'll know, just notice that. You know, and it's just like being really honest and open about what it is. I don't tell him. I don't want to hurt his feelings or anything. There's no need. You know, if I needed to, it will, though. Well, it will be spoken. Um, but, you know, it's not like I have like an ill will toward him, you know. So it's like not like I have to tell him, calm down. It's like, okay, what do you need? Okay, I can see that you're, uh, that you're kind of agitated about this thing. What do you need to feel better right now? Um, and, you know, he, he just he's just like, um, I just want to know where my fucking weight rack is. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you what. As soon as we get home, I'm going to go on Walmart and I'm going to track that fucker. And, you know, like that feels better. You know, it's like, it's like just like really simple. And, and it, I don't have to add all of my, oh, gosh, why do I have to deal? Oh, my goodness. There was a sense that I wanted to go by Wandering Sage. But then he got triggered because thinking his weight bench was going to be sent back to Walmart. And he really wanted it in the side yard right away because working out is fucking awesome. <laughs> and then it makes it so much lighter and not such a big deal mm-hmm. after you just deal with it. Or, you know, well, it. even during the time, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like as just in, in allowing it, you know, being aware of what's going on in your psyche because it's all for psychotherapy, Right. So what's going on in your psyche? Like, what are you using? Are you using it to attack? Are you using it to attack where you seem to be with a partner you seem to be with? Or maybe with a family that you seems to be with your family? Or whatever it seems to be? Uh, so when you're, when you're just aware of that and you want peace and you know that you really want peace, all that stuff is just allowed to fall away. I used to be addicted to fantasizing about leaving my husband (laughs) like as soon as the kids get to be a certain age where they don't need a mom and a dad i'm out of there (laughs) and you know and and noticing what the that there's a certain draw there it's almost like a romanticism or something Uh to come into this kind of uh, uh this this kind of way like wherever I am finding myself is deficient I even wrote him a letter one time breaking up with him I wrote him like this really long letter and I was crying and everything and it was all dramatic and emotional and I put it over in his room and I'm I put it in his drawer where he goes in the morning so he'll see it in the morning and then um and then like I don't know like an hour later I went and got that thing and I fucking burned it (laughs) I never even told him about it he doesn't listen to wisdom dialogues. Maybe he will one day. Uh, <laughs> I told someone today, I think he's afraid of me telling, he, me, hearing me tell stories about him. <laughs> Once I wrote something on, on Facebook and it was like something about, something about sex and I was telling some personal stories in there. And um, my husband found out that I wrote that and he was like, he was like, so like, oh my God. He was like, I was like, wow, are you okay? And he's like, I just need to go for a run. And he went running. And then he's like, I think he just like stopped paying attention. (laughs) And the funny thing is, I noticed the other day when I was doing one of my wisdom bits, it was on Tuesday. um, 
a story just came out and I had no idea. This is like a five minute thing that I do. I had no idea a story was coming out. I just don't know. Like when I go and sit down, like a name for a topic comes up, but then things just start, start rolling. And like, I could see that I have no choice in that. I'm like, sorry, bro. I mean, I guess you married a chick that does that. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> like, and you know, the thing is, I'm open too for, uh, for I, that's not the kind of woman I want. I need to break up. I'm open for that too, but I, I'm not like um, drawn toward trying to make myself into something that someone wants. You know, uh, I've heard from my husband before saying that the way I am, that's not the way a wife is. And I go, well, we should go back to boyfriend and girlfriend then. And, you know, then, then you can be happy about me, me how I am because I'm your girlfriend and not your wife. And he just got the point right there. He was like, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you know, and I've been getting into cooking lately, so I've been finding myself cooking. And it's so cute because people will start to expect, apparently, <laughs> for me to do that some more. <laughs> and it's just fun. It's just like a little dance, you know? It's just like, it's like easy. You know, it's like, it's like light and fun. It's like, um, you know, there's... There's bread and there's different <laughs> things and I'm making, you know, maybe I'm making this, maybe I'm making some like eggs, you guys want some eggs, but it's like, I'm not like the one that cooks, I'm not like in, in that role, uh, I don't find myself in that role, um, it's like I'm not opposed to that role if that's my role, you're shown what your role is in the moment, it's, mm. it's just given you, you just know, you're drawn you, and, and you're made to do it, that's the other thing, you're made to do it. So if you're not being made to do it, it's not your role. <laughs> How come you don't do that? I'm not made to do it, apparently. Haven't been, anyways. Not made for that. I don't know. I'm just making this thing up as I go along. Like, we all are. But the perception, we don't have a choice in that. We're making up what we make of it. We're making up what meaning it has to us, what we would use it for. You guys, I'm sure heard of pe using people for a benefit or a, or a threat, right? Uh, or using anything for a benefit or, or a threat. And you know, that is the ego and that is the ego's world and the ego's gonna go along and do that shit. Let it. Wherever you seem to find yourself, just be present with it. That's how you use it for awakening. That's how you use it, use it for showing to yourself, proving to yourself that there is no ego. It's just energy of fear projecting thoughts all the time. And we made that up. We made that do that thing to keep us distracted. There's a fear of your being undistracted. If you're, uh, if you're getting the space between what you seem to be thinking and who you are, 
you're going to see how you're distracting yourself. And it's a um, frantic grasping. It's not a gentle grasping. It's a frantic grasping to thoughts. It's like a gripping. Mm. Wanting to hold it fast before it goes away. It has to be, it has to be gripped over and over again. Otherwise, this thing can't be pulled over your eyes. It's making some tension to pull this thing, like pull the wool over your eyes. The scales, as the Bible says, every eye will see. The scales will be removed from the eyes and every eye will see. That's the second coming of Christ, which is you. In a dream of awakening, you are the second coming of Christ. You're the one who forgives the world. Just like in the story. You forgive your world. And you know what? When the scales are removed from your eyes, your world will rejoice with you. Everyone will laugh with you. In your perception. It's your world. They're subjective. Because <laughs> everyone you think you see here, everything, everyone you think you see, we're all actually in heaven. We're not here, and you're not here. There's not, this is, well, there's only one place here. But you're not in this thing for reals. You're not in this thing for reals. You're having a dream that you're in it, and other people are having a dream that they're in it. And everyone is only one that we think, and we think we split ourselves off. We think we split ourselves into many. So do, do we all have to wake up to see? What's that? Do we all have to wake up to see? Not for you to see, but, but everyone in your world does wake up. So everyone you get the perception of in your world wakes up. Not only wakes up, they just were never anything other than what they always were. See, they're just there. They're just here. <laughs> they're just here as they are, and they're laughing about having been made into an illusion with you. Okay? That's the end of the dream. That's at the end of the dream. So it's a dream of awakening. So all these people that seem to be you know, more tense than you and stuff like that. Those are your subjects or your, your students, your pupils, whatever you want to say about it. They're, you're, it's your, you know, it's the world you made with the ego. They seem to be in the world you made with the ego. They seem to be, okay, but they're not even there. So, so, so their, their reality with the ego is being undone as you undo your reality with the ego. Okay. There's all these different timelines. That is a really good way to look at it. It's like with these levels in consciousness, there's all these different timelines, the different levels in consciousness. And, you know, as awareness, you're switching between these timelines all the time. It's like you can make, you can make drastic leaps in a timeline. You can get a super fearful feeling and go into it and you can make a drastic leap to a lower vib vibrational frequency and vice versa really fast. So it's like it's on timelines. So once, you know, you are on the timeline where, you're, you, well, where your mind is purified of guilt, 
purified. That's the like the the highest level in con- in in consciousness, where your mind is just purified of guilt. Mm-hmm. You are going to see everyone else as guiltless. Okay, that's the last perception, and then the illusion is gone. You are going to see everyone is guiltless. So let it be so. As as you're going through your regular, you know, seems like life, they call it. <laughs> life. <laughs> as you're going through the day-to-day and as you're getting triggered and everything like that, those triggers are for something. You know, they're teaching your mind that you're, there's only one of you. Just basically the teachings. Those triggers are giving you the teaching. It's like allowing you to integrate the teachings, which, you know, I'm sharing here as words, which are also the ego's words, mm-hmm. you know? So the, the teachings, they need to integrate like kind of like into your nervous system. If you had a nervous system, it's kind of like that though. It's a sense like that. Um, it's a, it, the, the teachings get integrated through the life quote experience. Through those experiences, the, te- the teachings get integrated. So it's like you want the triggers. It's like, hooray for the triggers. I know it's not easy, you know, when you're in a trigger to be like, hooray for that. This is exactly what I want. This is, what I, this is exactly what I use for undoing this world I thought I made. You know, um, and, and, and I, I know it's, like, it's very offensive what I'm saying to a lot of people because, you know, um, it, there's a, there's a thing about keeping this thing going. Like you don't have to try to keep it going. That's the default that it's going to keep going. You're going to get triggered and think it's about someone else and believe it and go along your merry way. But if you want to use it for what you meant to use it for, that takes a little bit of effort in a way. And it's just the, in the way of observation. Just in the way of observation. You don't need a spiritual practice. You could have one. It's okay. Uh, the thing is, if you think you need one and you don't have one, then you are fucked. Because <laughs> 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 then you're, tell- you're basically telling yourself you're, you're, you know, you're doomed. You can't, you can't do it because you can't freaking still your mind you don't even have to still your mind you don't have to do that it's all in thought your mind will get still as you stop believing in the shit you're thinking just automatically you don't try to still your mind i heard muji say something about that one time i think he said it was like uh, uh trying to still still your mind you're dressed like a kite on a windy day <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're like getting blown all over the place. Damn it. Quiet, quiet now. (laughs) And then we we are so powerful powerful, we can delude ourselves into thinking we're quiet when we're not. It is insane. It's amazing. It's like if there's not willingness to watch. That's what I mean about getting the detachment, getting the space from that thing that thinks it's a reality. So, oh, I'm still on this thing. Judgment by a guiltless mind is the only judgment that's possible. Did you see that post about judgment? 
Are you on? Oh, Wisdom Dialogue with Hope Johnson on Facebook. Wisdom Dialogue's online. I follow you on YouTube, but I haven't been. I'm all over the place, man. All right. Well, this is one I did on Facebook. Uh, And it's like, it's, it's like, I'm at the bottom of it now. I was just breaking it down for someone. It was like, man, I really want to get that. (laughs) I really want to get what that means. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Judgment by a guiltless mind is the only judgment that's possible. Okay, because, you know, let's say it again, just because it's fucking awesome to say it. How could a mind be qualified to pass judgment, whether someone is guilty or innocent, if that mind isn't completely devoid of guilt itself? Mm. Yeah. How would it have any, how, how would it be qualified? And, and the other thing is, it's not even possible. That's the other part. It's like it's not even po- you know, it's not even possible to pass judgment with a guilty mind because that's illusory judgment. That's illusory judgment. So, you know, you're making a story up that you could pass judgment on something that you think you see. That's why it's like it's impossible. But you can make that illusion and make it seem really real to yourself. And that'll hurt your mind. So, it's so you know, again, it's not that you shouldn't ju- judge it's, it's that you cannot judge and your awareness that you cannot judge will stop you from making illusions of judgment over time. If you're willing to just notice, that's a judgment. Watch the word should. Watch the word I wish. That's a judgment too. I wish I would have. Oh my God, I wish I would have. Oh my God, I wish I would have. I should have. Why'd you do it like that? You should have done it like this. So, and it's the only judgment, the only judgment that's possible is a judgment by a guilty mind because guilt has no meaning. So a mind that harbors guilt also has no meaning. And the mind that you're often identified with, maybe almost always, maybe always identified with, is a guilty mind. It thinks that it's separate. It thinks that it is that it has created itself. And now you're the king or queen of a world where everyone gets murdered. Is that the one? Is that the one you want? Is that the one you think you're deserving of? You want to just do that over and over again? I mean, I'm just grateful for all the people that seem to be dying for me. That's amazing. How they seem to be sacrificing their bodies just so I could wake up. I do not want to make them do that more than necessary. (laughs) I'm not feeling... Okay, I think it would be awesome if I just came back as a unicorn. I'm a sex unicorn, actually, and I'm doing whatever. It's just not really fucking... Nothing sounds good to me to come back as. Okay. A gay transvestite sex unicorn. 
who all, who's also bi. So everyone's included. <laughs> but but it, it's just like, you know, I can make up the most fanciful thing. It's not appealing to me. I mean, it, it's not even appealing to me to continue on with this quote-unquote life. That's why I'm constantly undoing what it is that seems to be making the life appear as if it's reality. And people go, God, that sounds so terrible. It's like you don't even uh, appreciate the beauty of this life and all this stuff. And it's like my idea of beauty is very different than the ego's idea of beauty. The ego's idea of beauty is murder, you know. Okay. Uh, and it's, and, you know, and each one, each one that I interact with, each version of me that I interact with, everyone that comes into my experience, I share a deep connection with. And that's what makes it meaningful. That's what makes life, quote unquote, life meaningful to anyone. Okay. That's really what makes it meaningful. So it does not matter to me where I find myself, where I seem to be. So that means I don't have to worry about what's going to become of me because the purpose of the perceiving never changes. I could get the perception that I'm anywhere doing anything and the purpose of perceiving didn't change. It's always serving me. See why I don't want to manifest? I'm not trying to manifest here. Manifestations are automatically going on. They can't help it. But it's like, when you say you want to manifest, what you're saying is, I want to determine my curriculum. I want to decide what my curriculum is. You know, you could see where the manifestation's going. And notice, like, you know, oh, I feel like having uh, Lou Quinn's tonight. Not really, but my friend's having a birthday over there. So I'm first <laughs> over. But say you did feel like having Lou Quinn's. <laughs> Like, oh, I feel like having I feel like having Luquins tonight. Get detachment from that. See? It gets a sense there's a sense that that's you speaking. You know, even in our language and everything, we can't help it. There's a sense that that's you speaking, even the planning to go to Luquins for a friend's birthday. That's not even you speaking. And you know, I've heard from people that say I don't like it when I have stuff on my calendar. I don't like when I have stuff to do with my my calendar. I feel pressure I feel stressed and it's like that's because you don't have the detachment to it it's like if you if if, if you if I see something on my calendar I, I I recognize it as something that I might experience there's like a form of something that could be experienced within this within this time frame where I'm interacting there's a, there's a form for healing. It's always for healing. There's a form for it. It's on the calendar. It doesn't have to be anything. I may find myself at that spot at that time, or I may not. I don't know. But since, it's, but since I don't know, it's not pressure. Since I don't know, I'm usually here at Wisdom Dialogues, apparently. Every fucking Friday. <laughs> you know? And Monday, online. <laughs> and I mentioned in the last Wisdom Dialogues, I don't know how much wisdom do- longer Wisdom Dialogues is going to go on. Um, I get the sense that there's like some, uh, 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 what is it, hermity kind of energy 
arising. I don't know how long that is. Um, I don't know how long that lasts. I don't know how long before it's like, okay, this is dropped. Um, and you know, that's just like, and I could be completely fucking off base with that mm-hmm. and find out. Uh, I just notice from experience when I start getting these little kind of inklings, it just starts going and it can go fast or it can go slow and there can be meandering. Um, but you know, it's like the, the purpose of the body is only for one thing and that's not up to the me that's a thinking mind. It seems like it's making decisions here to, uh, to determine. So it may seem to other people like I make a decision as Hope Johnson, but all that's going on is I'm asking for guidance within my mind and the apparent decisions take care of themselves. Now, that's how it is for everyone. The apparent decisions are taking care of themselves. But if you're not asking for guidance, you're just defaulting to the ego's guidance. See? And it's not like you have to ask every single second. It's just that your mind is directed toward getting the good guidance. There's always a difference between the two. Ego guidance comes with a louder voice and a strong sensation. It's strong. Spirit guidance is a release of that sensation and upliftment. So we, we would lose our mind if we tap into innocence, pure innocence. You, you're gonna, yes, yes. You're well. It's not. It's not that you'll lose your mind. It's kind of like you lost your mind by perceiving this world. Mm. You know, it's like it, it's like your your mind is restored to sanity when it doesn't have the thought of guilt in it. It's like your mind is sane. Like right now, this is an insane perception. We've all driven ourselves insane with the thought of separation. And that's why we get this, we get a perception that there's even people outside of ourselves. And we think we want to keep it. That's that's the thing. We think we want to keep it. That's why we're afraid of death. The whole, the whole fear of death is that we, we think we're, we're going to be annihilated because we've identified with an ego. The ego knows it'll be annihilated when you see through the thought of separation. This world will, will not be in your sight. It's blocking your vision of what's really here. The ego doesn't enter reality. There's no ego in reality. So it's like... Uh, is the ego really here? Are you really here? Like in this dream that you think you're in, like how can that be? The whole the the whole foundation of every person you perceive and everything that you that you take to be your reality, your thoughts, everything is founded on a belief about yourself that's false. And ever since you took on that belief as if it was really true and really about you, you've been trying to stay away from that. You've been trying to, get to cover that up. You've been trying to cover up the thought that you separated yourself. People think that's really unusual when I say something like that. The thought that you separate yourself from creation. You're trying to keep that covered. And so, you know, all of the upset, all the upset in your mind is basically buried in the world. That's the, that's why it's triggering. It's basically the upset is buried in the world and it comes back and reflects back and triggers you. And that's why the ego will tell you that 
judge it this way and your judgment is right. Everyone thinks their judgment is right. So when you let the Holy Spirit or spirit guide or um, whatever you want to call it, judge for you, you're relieved of the guilty thought. You're relieved of that pressure of the guilty thought. And you get relieved more and more. And, you know, it's like a vertical ascension. Every time you get relieved, you're, you're shifting between timelines quickly, very quickly. It's like a vertical ascension. You can sense it in the body's energy field. Whenever you get release within a thought that has you trapped, it could be anything. It'd be so small. It could be you're thinking of um, uh, what you're going to have for dinner tonight, what you're going to make for dinner tonight. Notice some tr- pressure. Get relief. Ah, oh, the thought will take care of itself and manifest as it needs to. Thank you. I don't need to do anything about that. And you know, you can't. You'll notice that you'll notice more and more that you're being played out by consciousness. You're not doing anything. And going to notice more and more that you're not doing anything. And then also, the people that you seem to see aren't capable of doing anything either. They have no will in whatever you perceive them doing, they have no will in that. The, the place where our will plays, a cho- plays any part is in the choice between making the illusion true or trusting what's really true about ourselves. It's also the choice between tension and relaxation. That would be another way of saying it. So you know how it gets tense when you're thinking that these people are just so tense, right? You see yourself automatically meeting them with tension. And the, and the people that you get a perception of, you are projecting them. They're actually coming from, they're coming from this field of energy right here. Anything that you perceive is coming from your field of energy. It's like, I remind myself of that in those moments and it just like blows my freaking mind. It's like, ah, oh, thank goodness. You know, that's always been the thing. I think you know, I've been posting a lot. I've been posting a lot since like 2009. I've been posting this kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and people would tell me, yeah, say that when you're triggered. And I'm like, that's the fucking point. That's why I keep on saying it so that when I'm triggered, I'm going to remember to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is the point, actually. Remember it when you're triggered. That's when you can. That's what you could say. That's where the rubber meets the road. And, you know, if you, if you lose it while well, you get triggered and you lose it and you can't, can't remember or whatever, didn't want to remember is the real truth. Um, after the fact, it's fine, too, because it keeps on coming up again and again and again. After the fact, it's like, why didn't I respond? And that's the ego again, so you get some detachment. Why didn't I respond appropriately? You start beating yourself up, get the detachment. Notice that beating yourself up thing. You're never going to make it. You're never going to get this. You're never going to be good enough. You know what, you guys? Every time you get released from one of those thoughts, a guilty thought, you save so many lifetimes you can't even fucking fathom it. You know why? Because in time you're going to wake up, but time can seem to last forever. So be really glad 
Anytime you have an ascension experience, you've just done some shit. That's like the real deal. You're actually, you know, and, and, and not being attached to if you wake up in this lifetime. Like for me, it's like, man, I don't mind if I wake up from this dream in this lifetime or not. And at the same time, this is very urgent to me. So I'm not going to be trying to prop it up either and make more life. Life, in quotes. I don't know. What's a better word for it? I guess illusion. Make more illusion. It's not really life. It's anti-life. So we, we don't have a choice when we wake up, really. We just no. It's just the way we play this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a choice in any of it. Yeah, even like listening to me talk. You don't have a choice in that either. Like you don't have, you don't say, you, you know, as yourself, you don't say, I'm going to Hope's talk, you know. It's like, as the ego, you're going to my talk. Yeah. A- a- anything. A- a- anything that we seem to do. This is the ego's world. As an ego, you're going to my talk, you know. Uh, because that thought itself is an ego thought, you know. It's like, when you're with me, you're yourself. When you're with me, you're yourself. And the ego isn't involved in that. See? But when you're thinking about coming over here, that's actually the ego, and it's fine. It's not a problem. Right? It's also not your friend, and it's not your enemy. It's just, you know, you're, you're, going, through the, you're going through the motions as if you're a separate individual so that you can have that form to heal. It's a form for healing. Whatever form it is, you give it to yourself, the form for healing. The ego has relationships with bodies. You don't. That's the ego's relationship. You and your spouse, you and your lover, you and your mom, you and whatever. Those are ego relationships. They're fine. They're the form. The ego doesn't have anything that you don't need to teach the ego anything. The only thing the ego is interested in learning about you is how to push your buttons. The ego is all about attachment and all about getting you to doubt yourself and to pretend like you can't do this. Pretend like you're uh, unworthy or you don't know. It's, that's, a, that's a fun thing. People act like they don't know what's beyond this. You guys know. You can't like visualize it because your idea of visualizing is totally different with a perception here, but you guys already know what's beyond this. You know it. Okay. Um, and, and it's like, it's like, you know, it as like a deep sense of knowing that's the delusion saying that, you know, there's nothing beyond, beyond this. Well, and then a lot of religions take it a, take it a a different way where, you know, you got one life, because it says in the Bible there's one life, right? But people take this to be a life. It's not. (laughs) That's why they they say not to believe in reincarnation, because the Bible says there's one life. But the thing is, all these incarnations, they're not fucking possible. That's why there's not really a such thing as reincarnation, because there's not even incarnation. There's not even one. There's not even one of them. They don't exist. There's one life that is not this. <laughs> so you know, it's like it's like the Bible or any other um, any other text like that. 
if you're looking at it through the eyes of separation, it's going to seem like separation. It's going to totally seem like separation. That's why they're all the dogma. Uh, that's why they're all, it's all the bullshit. You know, this means something that is beyond what your limited comprehension is. And if you, ha- if you get a perception of something you read and you thought it sucked, then discard it for now. Okay, because you only made that up to suck as like a distraction for yourself. (laughs) That's the wrong teaching. There's no wrong teaching. It's not like there's a wrong teacher. Uh, There's like teachers on different levels of understanding for different um, levels of awareness, let's say. All right. So it's like uh, uh, there's some levels of awareness. People are very judgmental. So they're getting a teaching that's more judgmental, but it's less judgmental than they're normally used to being. So it keeps on going like that until you, you know, you get lighter and lighter and then you're able to laugh at the whole thing and you're like, shit, none of it even meant anything. I was trying to learn all that stuff and it didn't even, but you couldn't help it at that point. That's all you could take. You couldn't take that. You couldn't take hearing that you're just making the whole thing up. So you needed to make it like you had to do some austerities to make yourself good. Maybe you flogged yourself 50 times in the morning, you know, like the Bhagavad Bhagavad Gita says, you know, uh, whatever you do to yourself, do it for me. You know, if you're whipping yourself, if you're rubbing yourself down with oils, you're masturbating yourself, do it for me. That's all. Like, where's your mind in that? That's all. That's the only place where you could be any kind of addicted or, uh, uh, or attached or anything. It's just in the mind. So it comes down to uh, presence. It comes down to just being with whatever it is that seems to be there and not have a, like a, an evaluation on it. <laughs> You're just watching your reaction to the things that seem to be reacting to you. People seem to be reacting. Got one friend, uh, she was told how selfish and disgusting she is because she's sick and she keeps on coming around the house and um, she's going to kill her grandpa. <laughs> and it's like, she's going, I'm having a really hard time seeing the gift in this. You know, I'm having a really hard time seeing the gift. And, you know, this is, this is her... Uh, father who's telling this to her and and I'm like well regardless of what it looks like like that person seems to be your father you are the mother regardless of what that looks like and and that's a call for help you know it's not it's not a good feeling um if you're a father and you think your daughter is so selfish that she's about ready to kill her grandpa because she won't keep her covid to herself Mm -hmm. That's not an easy perception to have, you know? And when you're aware of that's not an easy perception, what we do is we look at our own reaction, right? Oh, God, I'm the daughter. I'm his daughter, and he's saying stuff like that to me. I know but viruses aren't even contagious. They're so full of shit. Uh, it's, not, it's not the virus and, you know, all this argument and stuff. And I was like, you know what? If I was there and I thought I was Goda, friend Goda. I thought I was Goda. I would tell that dad, thank you for letting me know. I definitely don't want you to 
feel like I killed my grandpa. I'm going to do my best to stay in my room. You know, like, you know, it's just like kindness. You know, I don't definitely don't want you to have to bear that burden of your daughter killing your dad. That doesn't sound like something I want for you. So I'm going to just see if I can stay in my room. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's not true. It's not really true. It could be anything. And you know, it's not like that's the right answer either. That's not the right answer. It's like, you, you know the right answer in the moment because it feels like an extension of love and compassion. That's how you know the right answer in the moment. It's not about trying to uh, get the other person to think that you're compassionate, to get to be on your um, wavelength as far as what you believe in, but it's only to extend that to yourself. Because remember, they're asking in your name. They're asking it in your name. So basically, the father is coming up and saying, hey, I'm really scared. I don't want to have this perception. I don't want to have the perception that, you know, because like if I get the perception that your grandpa gets sick after you were walking around all sick, then I'm going to think you got him sick. And then if he dies, I'm going to think you killed him. (laughs) It's really sweet. So you let the compassion be extended for that. It's like, oh, wow. You know? And my friend was going... I just want someone to snuggle me. I just want you see how you see how we get. This is the ego. I just want someone to snuggle me. This is the ego. Look how dramatic it is. Mommy, how could you do that to me? See, that's the ego. You know, when I was when I was really young, before I met my husband, I was probably like 21 years old, and I got the sense that I wanted a lover. I got the sense. I didn't have one for a little while. And it was interesting because everyone was like, there's no reason why you wouldn't have had any dates in all this time. It was like eight months, which was like forever in a, in a 21-year-old yeah. perception. That's like forever. Okay? And I'm thinking, man. And, and, and I know these illusions are just given to me so I could see, you know. I'm going, I'm, I'm going man, that would be really nice to have a lover, you know. And, uh, and, and I go, wow, that really doesn't feel good to want a lover though. Like, what is it that I really want? And it was shown to me right away. I just got the sense of being held, not in a, uh, not in like a sexual form, but it's that same. And, you know, it revealed to me too, that same desire that we think we have whether it be for anything, sex or anything else, that same desire, that's just our desire to be whole. It's disguised. It's disguised as something. So all these desires that we think we have in the world, it's the, it's in disguise, but they'll take care of themselves. It doesn't mean you have to deny your desires either. Just leave them the fuck alone. They actually have nothing to do with you. Yes. I have a question. Yes. Uh, let's say people close to you. Um, um, express, you know, sadness and grief. And, uh-huh. Um, 
um, even like feeling left out and whatnot. How would you apply what you're what you're talking about? So those desires, the unmet desires. Someone else is feeling sadness and grief. Right, and it, it pertains to you. It's the same. It's the same. De- generalize everything. Yeah, because hmm. because you're getting a perception yes. that they're upset yes. because of you. I have another friend going through that exact same thing right now. Okay, the 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 other scenario that I was given is my friend uh, got married and they definitely thought they were staying together forever, and um, she realized she wasn't into it anymore. And it's like, oh, he's so devastated. And how do you feel about that? That's the thing. How do you feel? Because you're projecting a person who's upset with you. So you get in touch with what is going on within yourself. You know, my friend told me, I feel so sad for him. And it's like, you don't feel sad for him. It's not true. You, you're feeling sad is sadness because you think you separated yourself from creation, which isn't true. So that's why you're projecting other reasons to be sad. So you don't know the reason you're sad because once you find out while you're, why you're sad, the ego's time is limited. So use it for that, for tuning into why it is you're actually sad. You're not sad because of that. Nothing's happening. There is no pe- There are no people being upset with you. So when you perceive something, <coughs> then as the, um, let's just say, old habits. Okay. Because these, they're easily corrected now. But okay. Old habits are like, like making stories up in your head of... of uh, of why you're not needing desires. Okay, okay. You know, like, like uh, I had COVID for however long. And, you know, whatever. Like, so habitually you see these things rise inside you. Like when you see suffering, uh, almost as if you have then the need inside to feel better for others suffering. Yes. So you make a one little story. Like, mm-hmm. I had COVID for three weeks. I couldn't meet your needs. That's, you know, I remember I used to do that. Okay, okay, yeah. And then that'll, that'll make you get the perception that you're sick a bunch so that you could have a good excuse for not meeting needs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use that as an excuse. No, No one had COVID. No one ever had COVID. People pre- making it like personal to like not personal anymore. It's not, right. It's not personal. That's right. It's universal. And yep. we're all just healing and innocent. Yep. Yeah, we're all like innocent children who thought we were something that we weren't. We thought we were monstrous. We thought we were treacherous. Mm. So we made up this story and this scenario, projected it into the world, and it's kind of like buried in the world, and the world pops up and reflects it back to us. Like, oh, it reminds you, I'm sad, I'm irritated, I'm angry. Yeah, all those things because you thought you separated yourself from creation. 
not because of what something else seems to be happening in the world. Bad thing actually seems to be happening in the world because you are already irritated and angry and sad. That's what's making you, like it's attracting you to, it's attracting you to relate in a way where there's expectations on you that don't get met. So you're setting that up for yourself. You're already setting it up. The expectations that don't get met. Oh, we're so disappointed. Oh my God. (laughs) 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 Okay. Just at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, then when You're she. Getting the theme out of the park right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a set up. Yeah. Well, thank you for making it like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some of the best teachings, actually. When someone is telling you something and you're completely triggered, why didn't you? It would have been better if I wish you would have. You know, I had one friend just tell me a story saying she wishes this person would have communicated better. And as soon as she wishes the person, as soon as she says that, I could see it. It's like I could see it, not with these fake eyes, but you know, I could see this energy shift. As soon as there's the belief, he could have hand, he could have handled it better. No, he couldn't have. He handled it perfect. It was exactly what you needed to see. It seems foreign to most people I know, but it gets to be really, uh, uh, it gets to be really natural for you. I have a question. Yes. So I hear you. And I feel you. And in this beautiful world where we're all living embodied in that truth, in every moment, we don't even need to have these conversations. That's right. But when we're human and we're walking around with these things, there's a thing in me that's like, oh, I want to be able to express my disappointment. And not from a place that's like making me wrong, but like, I want you to know what my desire is. Like, I want you to feel me. Yeah, well, you're lying. (laughs) You're fucking lying to yourself. You're just lying to yourself. Okay, you're attached to something. Uh, That's all. And see, all this wanting, all this wanting for other people to hear you and all that kind of stuff, that's setting you up for suffering. You don't need that. You don't need any other people. There aren't any other people. That's why. Here's the thing. You need to love what is. You need to love what it's. You seem to be to yourself. You need to love that. Whatever you seem to be to yourself. And and keep some space from it. Be detached from that thing that you seem to be. That thing that seems to want shit. That's a needy thing that you put in. You put in just blocking your sight of reality. It's actually blocking your sight of what's true and making suffering for yourself. You don't need anyone to do anything. You don't need anyone to listen to you. And anyways, you're just about to tell them a bunch of bullshit anyways. That's not the reason you're disappointed. You're disappointed because you separated yourself from the source. The, the, the disappointment that you want to express to the other person is hurting your mind. 
That it, wanting to express it to another person is what's hurting your mind. And you know what? Go ahead and play it out. There's no harm in it. Nothing's happening here. All it is doing is extending time and making more suffering. And, and you know, that's why I say go ahead and play it out because if you're playing it out, you're going to see what I mean eventually. You know, if you're playing it out, you, okay, I want to be heard. I want people to hear me. You know what? This is what I'm disappointed in. You fucking told me that you were going to spend the rest of your life with me and then you're off bone and other broads. You know, bone and other broads. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you're off bone and other broads. Like just what, you know, one example of the scenario. You know, and it's like, uh, and, and it's like, if you're, if you're not taking that thing as yourself, this is not a problem. It's just really not a problem. It's funny. It's, it becomes a funny story. What if you feel a sense of accomplishment when you come out of the deepest, richest ceremony you ever had and turn on the stereo and the part of the song says, if you don't give a damn, throw your hand up. <laughs> I actually, my ego is like, that's right. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and, but I was just, I just met God five seconds ago. Yeah. And just have detachment from everything. Detachment. <laughs> have detachment from everything because you're not capable of seeing yourself at all or anyone else or anyone else. So, you know, you, you could say like, from my perspective, I'm not trying to get anyone to do anything. I want them to be natural. I want them to be just as they are. I want them to come to me exactly if they are, as they are, and I want them to say the things that they normally say. I don't want to try to control them or anything. I want them to be completely natural. That's, a, that's how I can see myself. I'm not busy trying to control outcomes, trying to control how people are to me or how they relate with me or anything like that. My purpose is to extend love to them because they are me. There's no difference between us, and I'm not seeing them clearly. So basically, you know, they need, they need me to forgive them for what I made th them up to be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I made them out to be this, and now, you know, I've got to forgive them for what I've actually made of them. Because I didn't really do anything. It's just an acknowledgement that I'm dreaming and I made that up. So, you know, you go around with no needs. And, you know, it's silliness. See, people are going around with these needs. It's like uh, they think they have these needs, right? Um, one of them is, I can tell from advertising, everyone seems to need to lose weight for some reason. That's why it's always all over the advertising. Like, I look around here and I don't really see this, like, as being a thing. But I, I just, like, noticed it all over the advertising. Like, you can lose weight. I guess that's the thing that comes up at this time of year. Because people... People love to, yeah. People, people love to like feel guilty right around the time they're eating a bunch of shit that they think they shouldn't be eating. Yeah, bringing more guilt. Exactly, it like comes up at this time, right? You said something last time or the time before about if you are in gratitude, you're living in like reality and the yeah. truth, and if you are not in gratitude, you're in delusion. Yeah, mm. totally. That's right. Because it's like, it's like gratitude, you know, look at it like this. I got this from Abraham Hicks actually years ago. You guys know about their scale of whatever, the emotional scale thing. Like right here is, right here is gratitude. Right under that is something else. Maybe like slight irritation, frustration, right, whatever. Right? And there's no in between. So once you have gratitude, you're on the side where it's true. You know, you're, 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 you're thinking in, in terms of truth, you're gratitude, you're feeling gratitude. 
okay? So anything less than a feeling of gratitude, you're totally mistaken. You do, you do not know what you see. You don't understand what you see. You're completely mistaken. And you see how that's less than gratitude if you want someone to hear their disappointment, hear your disappointment. You know, it's like, it's like, hey, I'm feeling this and I want to try to share it. The thing is, when it comes to disappointment or anything, uh, it, we want to try to share it because we feel like, and it seems like that relieves our burden. It actually doesn't. It makes an illusion that your burden was relieved because now you shared that with another person. But all you really did was repress it and it's coming back. It'll come back again until you see that you're getting a sense of disappointment and you laugh fucking ass off. Mm. They're like, this is awesome. This is perfect. This is what exactly what I need. That's how I am with, tri- with triggers. This is awesome and perfect. Mm. I know it's what I need. So I'm not trying to play it out. I'm not trying to get people to play games with me. Okay? I'm not pr- trying to get people to get in some kind of powwow with me where I'm going to be telling them a bunch of lies that I made up and I made them about you. Isn't that fucking awesome? Just thought you should know. (laughs) Do you have any particular practices when you, when the triggers rise? You know what? That will always change depending on the situation. The main thing is I'm asking for help because as soon as I, uh, I get the sense of less than gratitude, I'm lost. I'm totally lost. I need help. So I'm asking for help in that situation. That's the most common theme there is. Have you developed um, understanding of how to ask the different va- uh, variables, I guess, of people in your life? I don't ask people anything. All right. Ask yourself, <laughs> ask yourself situationally how to get what you want. Oh, no, because I don't mind. You don't No, mind. I don't. I don't. No. No. Uh-uh. Uh, any of the any that because you don't have a choice so any thoughts that are kind of ruminating about how i'm going to get up what i want i'm observing those thoughts with detachment with detachment yes so when the trigger arises then what i'm trying to get at i guess Mm -hmm. is from where you go from that trigger to the observer again Well, number one, get the feeling sense. It's really, really important to get the feeling sense. That if, that if that becomes number one for you, that's a really good knack to develop. Because like as soon as you get triggered, you're like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to feel this. Just turn your eyeballs in, turn all your attention in to what that's like to, to get that sense. And then whatever thoughts, whatever teachings need to arise in my mind, they just come up. I'm making it up. Mm-hmm. There's different things. I'm not upset for the reason I think. Mm. Okay, that's huge. I'm not upset for the reason I think. I think I want to be heard. I'm not upset for that reason. I think I'm disappointed because of them. I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. It's the same disappointment I felt when I thought I separated myself from creation. All I'm doing is running a pattern with that same thing over and over again. And I'm making it look like it's a new scenario. Mm-hmm. Nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. The, there's a, the illusion of separation and then all these apparent emotions that are really just fear. And they're very foreign to you. That's why they feel upsetting and they should because they demonstrate a, a thought that's against you. That's why they feel weird. It's totally against you. 
So demonstration of a thought that denies the truth makes you into something that's needy and vulnerable. You're not vulnerable. You act vulnerable. And then you like people to agree with you that you're vulnerable because that helps you hold up the world. You're not vulnerable. You're all powerful mind. There's nothing vulnerable about you. But that's a pretending thing that we do around here. I'm vulnerable. I'm sensitive. <laughs> what are you sensitive to? You know, that's the thing. Like, if you're sensitive to, if you're, if you're sensitive to, uh, to, to what's actually being sensed, you know, that's sensitive. The root is sense, I think. So it's sensitive. You're aware of the senses, right? If you're aware of the senses, you're not bitching about how sensitive you are. If you're unaware of the senses, <laughs> then you're sensitive. <laughs> In the ego's way of looking at it. See? You're unaware that this is a sense. It's a, 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 the, a, the body is a body sense. And the body sense has its own world. And you think you're that. That's why you suffer. Sometimes I do like bitching. Well, you, you, think you, do, you think that thought is also you speaking. It's actually not because you want nothing more than to know the truth and to be home. You want nothing more than that. It's, a, it's, it's an urgent sense. And that's what keeps you in a, in a sense of, you know, this is a struggle over here. Now I'm struggling over this. That's what keeps a sense of like their struggle here because you want that so much and you don't want to know it. You know, it's like, I like, I like murder. You know, I've heard from people who say, I like murder in my mind. Like when I think of Bill Gates and like how I could murder him, that just feels so good in my mind. And I'm like, well, you can look at it this way. There is no Bill Gates. You know, you're projecting Bill Gates to play out your murderous thoughts so you could think they're about something else rather than the, than the hatred you have for yourself. Mm. You've developed for yourself because you thought you destroyed your whole reality. Mm. And, you thought, and you thought you did this to, to all your brothers and sisters. You thought you did this to them, made them something that they, that's vulnerable. It's, it's interesting relating what you're saying now to Goda, or what you were saying earlier about Grandpa. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like that's your... That's your child. Yeah. Everything you get a perception of is your child. So like, so, like as if she could actually murder her grandfather. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. And that's what, that, that was her question too. She's like, she's like, well, um, why would I act like I actually could murder your grand, the grandfather? And it's like, well, look at what's, look at what, what it is here. Your father is afraid of his perception that he, might get the perception that you murdered your grandfather. And it's like, you know, uh, immediately for me, it's like compassion says, hey, man, I don't want that for you. I don't want you having that perception. That's not what I want for you. I love you. I don't want to hurt you. Probably if I'm uh, staying in that house, I'll just stay in my room and you guys can bring me shit, you know? But, you know, some people, so, so, and, and, you know, this is the thing. We like to tempt the ego, especially when we go, okay, um, we have the conceptual understanding of this. We have the conceptual understanding that there's no such thing as contagion, right? 
Um, it, we, we get perceptions that, there, that contagion is possible um, because a lot of the times, not all the time, definitely not all the time, um, maybe a, per, a certain percentage of the time, people in a certain area seem to st- carry the same symptoms. So that to the ego proves that we got contagion, okay? Also, people who seem to find themselves in the same area also share a similar mindset. And all disease is in the mind, okay? So we get the, we get the sense that, that that contagion is real. And we also prove it to ourselves all the time that it's also not fucking real. I mean, how many of you have been in a household where one or two or three people seem to be sick, so but not everyone? Yeah. You talked about this last time, and our friend's daughter got, like, this throat thing. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, this is so funny. Like, everything's going to catch Makani's thing. I'm, like, right. eating her food, like, <laughs> hugging her. I'm like, ha And everyone else, as you said... Manifest weird symptoms that are oddly similar to her. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't consent to getting sick. Like, I'm not going to just, you know, create it out of thin air. I don't right. Want to right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you know, anytime you make the illusion of sickness, it's divisive. You think that whatever you'll get out of being sick is better, is more valuable than just being healthy. Uh, so it, we always do that. And I don't, I, you know, I'm talking, I'm also talking about babies. People, I know people think about that. They're like, what about the babies? What about those itty bitty babies? Again, babies are not what they seem. <laughs> they are not what they seem. The mind is all powerful at every stage. Okay. It's always powerful to make illusions. And the mind makes whatever illusion the mind needs to make. It's all what benefits you perfectly. Any perception that you get, there is no baby. There's no, there's no person. There's no body. We're making these things up so that we can see through it. That's the main purpose. That's the only purpose that's a true purpose. The ego has another purpose. That purpose is to keep it going. It's kind of like the ego's our employee and we paid him to do that. We taught him how to do it. We trained him how to do it and we paid him how to do it. We paid him to do it. And we keep paying him to do it every time we uplift a thought that says that we're separate. Every time we agree with something like contagious, contagion, or we just trust what our fake eyes see, that we think we see from through these eyes, we actually trust what we think. I swear I saw that person come up and step on my toe. I'm sure the reason my toe is red and inflamed right now is because that fucker came up and <laughs> stepped on it. I saw him. He was deliberate about it. He even stomped on it deliberately. Right. And it's like, are you willing to deny truth to what you just made real through your body sense? Or do you need to keep that? That's the thing. And, and, and the ego is very arrogant in knowing what it thinks it knows. I saw it. I know it. I did the research on that. I know that vaccine will kill you. It's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one where I'm standing there at the farmer's market and these guys are hanging out. They don't have masks on, right? No one has masks on. And the guy, and, and, and I make a comment like, oh, it's so nice to be out of a farmer's market. No one has masks on. And two of the guys go, well, we're vaccinated. That's why. Uh-huh. And then another guy goes, oh, you guys are going to be dead in like two to three years. <laughs> Oh, shit. The guy was like, what the fuck? 
dead in two or three years uh-huh. oh really okay well i guess that'll come to pass pretty soon we'll find out yeah. if that was right. Hasn't it been that long? for one thing one of them's one of them's my son one of them, yeah one of them's my 19 year old son no it hasn't it hasn't been that long yet apparently didn't those vaccines just start doing this year this year like this time last year yeah it just seems to drag on and on huh is that what's going on it seems to be like <laughs> yeah, so we make our judgments and, 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 you know, and that, and like we talked about earlier, we just went on off this whole thing. You know, that's the thing that's weird about words. You know, mm-hmm. we are not capable of judging. So, um, we don't, it's not that we need to stop judging. It's we need to see that we're not capable of judging because the judgment that we think we're passing is being passed on ourselves and it's hurting our mind and it's setting us up for delusion um, guilty consciousness and suffering. And, and you know, death, that's like the main thing. Like all these things, all these bodies and all these things that seem to appear in the world, they're all on a trajectory toward death. So, you know, that, that really weird, awkward, um, time that you spend between birth and death, that's all for seeing through this world before the body seems to die. So you're not having to start all over again. You don't really start all over again. You know, it's just that you start all over again in learning about the world. That's all. You have to do all that learning about the world again. <laughs> and there's no need for that. You know, you, you know, unless, it, unless it's necessary for the awakening of the whole, you could say the whole. Because like I said before, each one is dreaming a separate dream. Okay. So each one is going to awaken individually. Uh, as they as they awaken though their whole world is awakened. Their whole world. It's a dream of awakening. It's not like you do it alone. Your whole world awakens with you. But you're having a subjective dream. Each one is having a subjective dream of awakening. All your relationships as you're awakening and you're accessing higher levels of consciousness, you know, lighter frequency consciousness, you know, everything's getting easier. And, and there's, there's plenty of people that are hanging out around your field too that need to be uplifted. And that's what I notice with a lot of people who come to Wisdom Dialogue, like they have people in their field who need, uh, need their upliftment. Okay. And those people are asking actually in your name. So the upliftment that they receive from you, you receive, you get the benefits of it first. This is your world awakening. This is your world getting comforted in what's real, you know, not with an ego comfort. And it doesn't matter. It's not what you say or do. That is not how you demonstrate the truth. It's not in what you say or do. That's why I'm saying get detachment from that thing that seems to say and do stuff because all the transformation, all the, all of the recognition of what's true has to do with a choice you're making between what you think you see and what's actual reality. Okay. If you don't know what reality is, just deny truth to whatever it is you think you see, whatever it is. 
and every thought that comes up about what you think you're, you see. You know, people ask me, how do you be a mom then? Like, uh, how do you, how do you like, uh, like, I can't even imagine you, Hope, going, okay, okay, you guys, I got to go to the grocery store. Yeah, it's not really like that. There's a sense that there's a grocery store trip coming up. There's some walking, maybe grabbing a purse. There's a sense that it's going toward the grocery store. There's just not identification of it. Not like, I have to do this. I have all these errands. I have this. I have this. I have this. I have this. It's just moving through. And everything that, uh, that we find ourselves doing, um, notice how when we're, we get involved in thinking that we're doing something, things start moving fast in the mind. Even if the body's moving slow, when we get the sense that we're doing th- something, things speed up almost like they're spinning. That can slow down. And just being aware that that can slow down, even if you seem to have a busy schedule, so that you can be present with and perceiving all of the sensations that are coming with the experience. Remember, the whole experience is just sensation. We resist the sensation, which is the experience, by running into thought about it. So we're thinking over it, thinking over the perception. So when we find ourselves thinking over the perception, it's just a matter of being aware of that. It's just a matter of acknowledging that that's what it is. That way we're not in it. We're not attached to it. We're getting a sense that it's it's arising within us. And not and, and not happening to us, so then there's not a uh, there's not a need to try to make it go a certain way. Try to develop your own curriculum, so to speak. How do I get this? How do I get this? How do I get this? Any how do I get this is from the ego. Okay, if it's meant to be that that kind of thing manifests in your experience, it's gonna go really easily, and you're gonna and and, and if you're gonna if you watch. Get the sense that you're not doing it at all because you're not. You don't even choose to do it or not do it. You don't even choose to go toward that thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you. Ah. I just looked at the clock and I was like, what? <laughs> ah. Yay, everyone. No wonder there's a lot of people around that just got kind of loud. <laughs> All right. I'm going, uh, I'm going to a party. Uh, and then I'm coming back over here. I'm going to a food party. At and then Luke you're going to come back and dance? I'm going to come back for the, yeah, I'm going to come back and dance. I'm going to do this, the sound healing. It's going to be amazing. Well, that's a short party. For you people. <laughs> <laughs> Half hour. Yeah. Quick, going there and coming back. I'm always partying, though. Okay. <laughs> wherever I am. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> it's someone's birthday. We're celebrating her. Aww. So um, for, for everyone who doesn't know, I am available on YouTube. All, all, the, all the online uh, Wisdom Dialogues YouTube. All of these in-person um, Hawaii Wisdom Dialogues are on all the post- all the podcast stations. That's separate from the YouTube one, okay? There's also Awesome Hope Johnson on Facebook where I do little five-minute bits, whatever comes to me that day, twice a week. Um, also, I got a friend posting different things that I said there on Instagram. I'm also on Telegram. When I get a wild hair up my ass, which is like a couple times a week, I'll drop something on Telegram in my Awakening with Hope group, okay? 
Um, I think that covers it. Oh, Facebook, yeah. Facebook, uh, Wisdom Dialogues online. Facebook, personal Facebook page. You could, you could friend me or follow me there. Um, also post there. Some days, it's, uh, there's a lot coming. And, it, and I'll just go put one over there, one over there, something over there. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so there's a lot of different fun places to find me. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Mahalo. Yay, thank you. We say your quote one more time about judgment, guiltless mind. Okay, let's read this one one more time before we go. No one is qualified to pass judgment on themselves, other people, or anything at all unless their mind is completely devoid of guilt. Nor is a guilty mind capable of judgment. While the guilty can pass illusory judgments and make them into their own reality, meaningless judgments will always be meaningless in truth. Judgment by a guiltless mind is the only judgment that's possible. Because guilt itself has no meaning, and neither does its maker. See? So the one who can judge between guilt and innocent is completely absolved of guilt. That's no one here, because we all hold ourselves out as guilty. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a projection of a body. So the only one who can judge is the mind that's guiltless. That's the mind of God, which manifests in this dream as the thought system that serves you. And if you will be willing to recognize that you're not actually capable of judgment, that judgment will come through you. Are you calling me guilty? No, I'm not. I'm saying you're not devoid of it because you're holding it. But you actually aren't something that can be guilty. You're just holding it. It's like you're propping it up. Okay? A little bit. But yeah, this whole thing, okay. this whole thing is to devoid your, your mind of judgment. This whole illusory thing, it's to do that. Good. Good. I'm glad. Ahoy ho. Ahoy ho.